Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Podcast. I'm your host, Dan joined, as always, by the David St. Hubbins to my Nigel Tufnell. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Go, Nigel, go! And our very own Marty DeBerge. That's right. It's Eric Ronovic. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I uh, At least I'm not the drummer. Yeah, I'm, I was like, trying not to decide. Like, stumpy I, peeps? It's stumpy peeps. Uh, with Derek, Derek Smalls. Uh, that was like who I was going to go with. But then I was like, you know what? It'd be funnier if Eric was Marty DeBerge. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So uh, we're here and we're ready with all of the wonderful Seahawks news from this week. Did you guys keep up? Could you guys keep up with the just the storm of Seahawks news this week? How many Seahawks related stories there were just floating around in the media? My fingers are burning from how hot the presses were. Here, okay, here's here's the thing. You want to guys? You guys want to know the thing? Yeah, uh, yeah. That, I mean, when <coughs> you say here's thing. the thing, I, I expect you to deliver on that. That's a promise. I, I forgot what it's like to root for a team that no one cares about, <laughs> and, that, and now that we do, now that we do not have Russell Wilson, boy, uh, no one cares about the Seattle Seahawks anymore. Uh, there's just there's just no yeah, the apathy Seahawks. is overwhelming. Yeah, it's just, just we had our day uh, in the sun. Let's start with this. Brian Monet signed a two-year extension with the Seahawks. Do you, I know you love seeing a beefy boy get paid, Eric. Uh, um, it's basically a one-year deal, so uh, with a, with a small amount of dead cap if we cut him after the, the the first extension year. So Brian Monet for two more years. You excited about that, Eric? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take Brian Monet for two years. I don't hate the contract, and um, you know, getting that depth in. I'm happy with the depth. Yeah, and then um, the other big story was. Uh, Baker Mayfield, the Baker Mayfield, the ongoing story returned in full. And boy, I could just not be bothered with that at all. Uh, I I think the Seahawks have made it pretty clear. They're willing to take him for either zero dollars and like the latest round pick possible. So you pay his salary and we'll give you a seventh or you just cut him and we can have him like they're they're, they're not interested in, in actually having him. And I think at this point, the Browns have to be thinking about like trying to sweet talk Baker into playing the last season of the contract. Right. That's yeah, the only reason why they, they don't know if they him. have a quarterback. Like, do you really want to go into next season with Jacoby Brissett for the whole year? I mean, if you're looking at the, the players for the Browns, very few have supported Baker Mayfield. I think that's probably the wise thing to do. Baker's not going to play. He's just going to hold out. There's no way he's going to play after this offseason. Um, you don't think so? It raises his value a lot. If he comes back and then he just like just pub stomps, plays, plays angry. He I will mean, have he's to obviously... be convinced though. And also let's just let's just say he doesn't have a lights out season. That's going to hurt him. I don't think his value can get any lower. He's literally available for any draft pick. Just fit him under the cap and you can have him. Yeah, but that's and a huge cap. Like, everyone wants to pay him $10 million? It's one year though. I, it, everyone's saying no. Everyone's just like, mm, no, nah, I'm good. When the I'm Panthers good passed, on... it was it was game over. Right, exactly. Like no one wants him at at any price. Basically, they they'll take him on a free. A and that's farmers the thing, insurance it, wants him still. The the Browns, the coaching staff has not changed. Right, they know he can run the offense. If if Sean Watson's his rumored suspension is a, at least a full season, they will not negotiate anything lower than that. I, I don't know. I think talking Baker Mayfield into playing like a revenge season against his own team while on his team, you know, like that's the thing. He's playing his way out of town, right? I'm going to play so good and I'm going to get so much money and I will never play for you again. I don't know. I just think it, there's something to it. It's 
and he gets $18 million for sh- just for showing up, right? He doesn't have to go to any OTAs. He can just skip all that crap. We could say a thousand percent Baker Mayfield would be into the idea of Baker Mayfield against the world. Like I, I think oh, yeah. if any, if you know anything about his personality, that is a 175% on the table. It's actually a hundred percent. Cause that's all as many percentage you can get, but it's emphatically a hundred percent. All right. Uh, two, two drama stories this week. Gino Smith s- said why he hasn't got more games as a starter. We all know what it is. Uh, is it because there are 32 better quarterbacks in the NFL at any given point in time? <laughs> Cause he's bad at football. I, I, I don't, he's, I think he's implying that it's racism, but I mean, yeah, I disagree. I don't think his race is what makes him not as good as other people at football. I cannot believe they benched Eli Manning's Iron Man streak for Geno Smith. He played terrible too. Like he got his shot. That no one, no one can say he has not gotten opportunity to prove he is an NFL with three different teams. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say it's if, opportunities. Yeah, he's gotten three shots to like get starts in, and every time he's uh he has not done well with them. Uh, sorry, Geno. Uh, I think you're a good backup, but not a good, not, not a starting quality NFL caliber quarterback. There was another drama story this week, though. Brian Schottenheimer, apparently, like there was legit beef between Brian Schottenheimer and uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, I think what it was about the Bible Cor- Club. Corbin Smith got the got the scoop here. Uh, Corbin said that there was like a meeting. Uh, okay, so it's on the Athletic. Uh, they had bad offensive showings against the Bills and the Rams. Uh, a short week preparation time. Wilson felt he had viable solutions for helping get the Seahawks once unstoppable. So this is actually he's quoting from the athletic. He didn't say who the author was, but I'm going to assume it's MSD. OK, yeah. So so then um, Michael Sean Duggar, uh, one stop o- offense back on track. He pitched these ideas to the coaching staff only for them to be dismissed completely by Carol Schottenheimer and others involved in the game, leading to the quarterback storming out of the meeting room in frustration. Um. I wonder how much so, of that I buy. So, okay, do, how much input do you think a, a top-flight quarterback like Russell Wilson should have in the offense? Let's just start with that. I think it heavily um, depends on the quarterback. Because, like, obviously Aaron Rodgers has a huge influence on what the Packers do, right? Or um, I think, like, maybe Lamar Jackson isn't exactly calling the plays, but he's definitely having a big influence on what they're doing on offense, right? because of the type of athlete that he is and the way that he plays football kind of differently than anyone else. So like there are obviously guys who are having huge influences on their offenses and the way their offenses is run. Um, Russ, here's the thing. I don't feel like Russ didn't have an influence on our offense. Russell Wilson, no matter how many offensive coordinators we brought in, he, that offense always looked kind of the same, right? Yeah. Play action, deep shot, deep drops, uh, zone read, zone read runs. Like it's, it's always been the same kind of offense. The, what I would call the Russell Wilson offense. Yep. Um, do you, so is it, is it ridiculous for me to think that like, he's just like, why is he acting like this? I don't know. I just don't get it. It's hard. It makes understand. me openly question how self-aware he is or isn't. Like, does he I not mean, realize that is his offensive system you, that he insists on? You watch his Instagram videos and, and Twitter content and you think that he's self-aware? Uh, so I will let you know at this point, <laughs> it should be clear to anyone by now, I don't watch his Instagram videos or Twitter if content. You see it. You see it get posted. You see the cringe get posted on the Discord, though. Like, the... the, the I guess his the cringe content is... media Russell Wilson, I had hoped was different from, like, actual human being Russell Wilson. That is becoming harder to reconcile. Come on, he made a video from bed where he's like, Seattle, we got a deal. You know, like th- this guy is, he's corn on the cob, man. Like 
he's, he, this, he cannot get possibly cornier than than Russell Wilson. I he I, hawked. Thank you for oh. thank you for everything you did for the Seahawks. He's a great quarterback, but like he is the king of corn. He hawked bread in the shape of a football. That's how all we need to know. N- nano bubbles, nano bubbles as well. I all those nano bubbles. I question the veracity of this report. Um, the storm is storming out. I don't know. I can't believe that they just were like, no, you have no input. I don't. I don't totally buy that. Um, I feel like Russ, like you said, had a lot of input in this offense. Um, he and Brian, Brian Schottenheimer were so close, supposedly, like, you know, getting in early, talking about things. Supposedly had Russell had ideas in this report, uh, you know, to to kickstart the failed offense, you know, the, that had become predictable. Um, that's that's definitely the case. You know, something happened in that offense where we just couldn't run it anymore. But um yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard for me to buy a lot of what Russell Wilson sells or what anyone wants to sell for the case of Russell Wilson. Because I I acknowledge he's a really good human being and a solid football player, but we watched him for how many years, guys? We know his faults and we know they're real faults. And there, are, yeah, there are strengths and weaknesses to the to the Russell Wilson experience. And the right? strengths are getting smaller or not as strong the older he gets, like all of us. Yeah, that's we talked about on the Discord. I think him losing his legs made a more significant role. Like we talked about it kind of at the time. The big thing is in his offensive system, and this is something that was broken down really well on the Man to Man podcast. Um, They had uh, uh, Matty B on, and Mm -hmm. he was talking about um, basically the way that uh, the Russell Wilson offense. relying on the deep ball and the occasional check down requires an effective run game and an effective quick game in order to act as a check on the defense so that they can't just sit on routes. Um, that's the reason why he had so much trouble against cover two, cover four looks and Russell Wilson being his own run threat was another piece of that because if they vacated the middle of the field, and blanketed uh, the deep and shallow on the outside, then that left a lot of room for Russ to take off and run up the middle. And that's not something he is especially willing to do anymore or especially effective at doing anymore. And I think that that's a big problem for his game. Yeah, the, the, the way that he allows the the other team to kind of ignore the short and intermediate middle of the field um, was bad. I, and I don't, I don't know if that will get fixed under... Uh, under anyone really yeah exactly that's a pretty distinctly russell wilson problem so all right you got uh you got anything else about russell wilson eric any final final thoughts for us no we get to we get to run this back when we talk about the afc west and the game week one and all his struggles or successes he has throughout the season i keep forgetting (laughs) that we're gonna play them week one and Uh, you know what i'm gonna i'm sure i'll find a way to bring him up in some way if if not just the patreon podcast yeah, I'm not. I'm. You made me like real sad right there. So I I can't believe they did that. I mean, on one way, yeah, it is like the most marketable possible week one game. But boy, I don't think I'm they not. need it for week one. That's like a week seven. Week one's already like, hooray, football's back. I like. I think that, that I can't believe they did that. When what you really mean to say is, I 100 percent am not remotely surprised they did that. They, they wanted to make sure that the Seahawks were possibly relevant. Like you don't want to do that when mm. when like week week ten. The Seahawks are three and seven and they're completely irrelevant. And everyone's like, 
now you have to try to get excited about this this and and just no one gives a gives a rip i don't know i i think that that's what they were trying to to uh to avoid so that's that's my uh my opinion there all right uh that's it for seahawks news you guys you guys ready to do afc norse division the north north the afc <laughs> north division Norse division. Okay, uh, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start off with the uh, the old. Oh, and if you have never listened to these before, this is your first season of, of division previews. We go through, we do all their division previews. You kind of saw what we did last week. I kind of just jumped into it without really explaining what's going on. We just kind of give our, our blanket thoughts about each team, where they're at, what we think of them. Um, some, you know, we pay attention to some level, level of. Uh, anyway, and we always make a Seahawks connection. So here we go. Ravens. Ravens last year went eight and nine. They added Marcus Williams, Morgan Moses, and Kyle Fuller, losing Anthony Everett, Bradley Bozeman, Sammy Watkins, and Hollywood Brown, drafting Trevor Linder- Linderbaum, David Ajabo, and Kyle Hamilton. Seahawks connection here. They have Mike Davis, guys. Gotta love, gotta love Mike Davis. Uh, I saw that. Seahawks legend. They brought him in uh, to add depth to their running back room, which is uh, com- all coming back from injuries. So that's uh, injuries is the story of this team. Kevin, I'm going to start us off. What do you think about the Ravens? Uh, I think you summed it up. Injuries is the story of the team. Uh, they lost basically their entire defensive backfield. Um, I think all of their running backs spent at least some time on the injured list, um, including Dobbins for a significant chunk of the season. They were hurt, and they still managed to be 8-9. and nine. And if you look at the numbers by DVOA, by Pythagorean wins, by PFF numbers, they were pretty universally like an average team. So if you're missing half of your team and you're an average team, that's not bad. Then you add in Morgan Moses, who's just like a stalwart, solid right tackle. You add in Marcus Williams uh, and Kyle Fuller, which helps bolster the defensive backfield. You add in Kyle Hamilton, who is like the kind of Swiss Army knife that's really challenging to deal with on a defense like that. I think Travis Jones in the third round is a really good pickup for them. And a couple pickups and, and Tyler Linderbaum in the first, though that's hard to reconcile with the rest of their O line. He's really good, so I figured they'll figure something out. The other two pickups I think are interesting here are they got Charlie Kohler and Isaiah Likely, a pair of tight ends, as I think they're going heavier into two and three tight end sets. To we know they liked we know they liked to do that before because they always have had like multiple good tight ends. Um where like before they had uh Hayden Hurst. You know, Hayden Hurst and uh, Mark Andrews and and they even had Max Williams, right? They had they had like three really good tight ends and now they they're doing the same thing, right? They they're trying to stack up tight ends so that they can let kind of Andrews be more flexible and around the line and then they got Boyle and Kolar and likely they got all these guys that they can kind of mix and match. I think you're right. I think we see a lot of two tight end sets from this team this year. Yeah, I think they're a little bit I think people are maybe forgetting a little bit how dangerous this team is. I think this is one of the best rosters in the AFC. They didn't change much except for so many guys are healthy. They added Kyle Fuller and they had an excellent draft. So they added a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like they were so injured last year. They lost so many games to injuries. And now here comes all of these guys who are awesome as new guys. We get an uh, OA is going to have another year to kind of develop. Yeah. Second year pass rushers are oftentimes a breakout year. Yeah, making the leap. Uh, you still got Killace Campbell just crushing it at, in his old age in Baltimore. I I just I like the team there. You know the weakness is there. They have no wide receivers, right? Unless Bateman makes the the jump. Yep. But they've 
I think at this point we know Lamar Jackson isn't going to to hammer a wide receiver like that. It's just not going to happen. There's not going to be a 1400 yard receiver on this team. So why invest in that position more than, you know, a stray first third round draft pick like Devin DuVernay and Rashad Bateman. I think that's a totally fine way to approach a wide receiver if you're going to use it like they do. So I'm, I'm kind of in on Baltimore. Are you in on Baltimore, Eric, or are we crazy? Oh, uh, no, I like Baltimore a lot. I, with eight wins last year and a lot of injuries. Yeah. It's, it's fair to say that even if they hadn't reloaded, um, especially given their schedule, their schedule looks really good. I'm not ready to put them in the 12 win uh, echelon, but I think this team will get to 10, 11 wins. Um, that draft was, I don't know if they won the draft. I hate saying that, but they, they definitely won their draft. And I think that sets them up for not only improvement this year, but definitely the future. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put Baltimore in at... I'll, I'll go high. I'll drink the Kool-Aid with you guys. And I'll put them in at 11 wins. All right. I'm, I'm with you 100, 100%. I have them at 10 and 7. Uh, uh, I guess I'm the biggest Baltimore truther here. I have them at 12 and 5 and nice. fighting for the number one seed. I have the, I think they will be very good. They are a playoff contender for sure. I also think that their, their scheme makes them a really big pain in the butt to play in the regular season. So they're the kind of team that will pick up wins. It's almost like playing a triple option team in college. They're doing a thing that other people are doing. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it's a wild card team, but I think it's a, good, a real good one. Uh, let's go now to the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals spent last season at 10 and 7, ended up making it all the way to the Super Bowl. They had Alex Kappa, Lyle Collins, Ted Karras, and Hayden Hurst. They lost CJ Uzoma, Darius Phillips, Fred Johnson, and Auden Tate. Drafting Dax Hill, Cam Taylor, Brett, and Zach Carter. Uh, Seahawks connection, Seahawks legend Trey Flowers plays for the Cincinnati Bengals in a, in a moderately important role. He actually hits the field quite a bit. So Jesse Bates is also um, a player that people will talk about with this team a lot. He's very good. Um, maybe bordering on overrated at this point because people think he's the best safety in the league and he's um, just like a top solid top five guy but uh he has not signed his franchise tag i don't think yet nope so they they um they're working it out with him but it seems like he's gonna get in no one no one no one seems to think that that's not gonna happen so what do we think eric start us off what do you think about the super bowl uh super bowl losers Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals? do they get that that super bowl loser hangover that most teams have do they hit it here or is this well, I mean, team uh, the, still on the rise if they'd have won like they should have had they not um kind of forgot how to run their offense in the second half um maybe they'd have these super bowl hangover for winners it also happens um i like to think that the Bengals are going to um have a a fair bit of regression but not exactly a uh you know, a, a sleeping season. Look at their schedule, though. Their schedule seems pretty easy until about what week ten or eleven, and then it gets real hard. Um, the Bengals are going to have to knock off any dust they have. Uh, if they struggle in the first two weeks, it is going to be an awful season for the Bengals. Um, they lost some pieces. They didn't gain a whole lot of pieces. They didn't reload where I think that you would say, wow, the, the Bengals actually really want to win this thing this year. They're just kind of like, hey, we're young and we're going to keep going. That's great, but I think I wanted to see more from the Bengals in the offseason. 
Well, I agree. They did lose some players that are actually kind of good. I think they they really looked at their roster and they said, why why did we why weren't we able to finish the job? What was wrong with our yeah. team? And they very clearly identified that their offensive line sucks, and they're correct. Their offensive line does suck. So what do they do? They go get Lyle Collins, one of the best right tackles in the league. They go get Ted Karras, the center that has protected uh, Tom Brady and other various. Um, you know, he came coming from New England. They go get Alex Kappa, Tampa Bay's right guard. They draft Cordell Volson to to challenge Jackson Carmen and Hakeem Ad- and Adeniji for that that left guard spot that has been so sketchy. They they went in deep and they said, "We know what our weakness is. We know what we suck at. Our defense is fine. It's not too bad. We'll we'll, we'll throw a couple draft picks here. We got Dax Hill, we got Cam Taylor Britt, we got Zach Carter. But our defense is not the problem. Our problem is our offensive line lets us down in big spots." I think that was correct. I think that was like the perfect approach for this team. Uh, I could, you know, Joe Burrow coming into his third season, you see that growth arc continue. Um, this is a team that I feel like is, I, I love the the off season they had. Actually, the only problem is, is like Zach Taylor has a ton of rope now and he's a, not a great coach. <laughs> so, yep. so it's like, so it's like, do, do I trust the guy? Cause like the problem is like at the end of the game, you know, in the Super Bowl, they handed off to Samaj P. Ryan, right? They, they, that's the, the, they don't know what they're doing. Like Joe Mixon should be on the field. I don't care if it's a tell that you're running. Like, I just don't care about that. Like, also, Samaj like, P. Ryan's well, not a better pass catcher. We, we put P. Ryan on the field in those situations. So we don't want to tip our hand what we're doing. Guess what? Doesn't matter. Like it won't tip your hand because you put your best players on the field in the big spots. Like Zach Taylor's, he is overthinking it to a point that is like embarrassing. To the point so, where you don't run it with Marshawn Lynch I, in the Super Bowl, like that was that was that level of mistake. I love Cincinnati, but I don't think they're going to get that much better. It seems like a tread water season to me, yeah. mostly because their coach is not great, and even though the team will be better, um, they were they slightly overachieved a little bit last year. So yeah, I think it's a I think it comes out in the wash. They're slightly better than last year, uh, record wise, but like are actually a better football team, if that makes sense. Uh, like, like in reality, better football team, but it doesn't show, it's not going to show much in the record. And I think they're more dangerous in the playoffs. If Zach Taylor can really get it together, tighten the screws and like figure out how to be like a big game football coach. Uh, Kevin, I know you hate Zach Taylor as well. So I'll let you uh, lead off with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like my notes are now redundant. Uh, we have basically the same comments. <laughs> I feel like they have a slight upgrade at tight end with Hayden Hurst because, um, he, uh, can, can can stay healthy. Yeah, I was about to say he has better health and blocking than uh, CJ has almost problem Zoma. is he can't stay on the field. Yeah, he can't stay on the field, and he's a little bit more of like a move tight end. Hayden Hurst can kind of play both roles. The big thing is they focused on the offensive line and said, "Hey, what happens if we just get to a baseline of everybody's competent or better?" And then uh, they just need basically year two Jackson Carmen to be like a C minus. And suddenly this is a like a solid to good offensive line or Trey Hill can take the center spot and Ted Karras can move over to left guard. Like yeah, or John or Jonah Williams makes the leap like that. Exactly. Those are all, those are all options that can make this offensive line actually good. Yeah, there's a lot of like you don't have to squint very hard before you can see a top 12 offensive line, which coming from like a bottom five is quite the accomplishment. Um, losing Darius Phillips like he's a he's a pretty solid role player, but. Cam Taylor Britt and Dax Hill um, are really good replacements for that. I think they had a really solid draft. Jeffrey Gunter um, is like a third down, pin your ears back, Jacob Martin kind of guy. So that's kind of a good pickup for them. Uh, anything that increases the pass rush. They're still relying on Eli Apple to not suck. So like, you know, do with that what you will. 
and you're exactly right. They overachieved last year. They were a, a pretty similar uh, quality of team to kind of what the Ravens had uh, overall, like the net team, and had a couple more wins. Uh, I think they were 10-7 and 7 last year. They'll be 10-7 and 7 again this year, but they'll be a better 10-7 and 7 team. I have them at 11-6. and 6. I think they, they, hmm. they're they're good. This is a good football team. There's nothing wrong with uh, with the Bengals. They like I said, they they did a good job. If Jesse Bates gets in there, they're they're as good, they're better than they were last year. But they they're just a little bit of a it's kind of, it's kind of a wash, right? Like it's just not going to improve that much. What do you it's got, Eric? What do you think? Too. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to to put do them they in. play in a, wait? Do they play in a hard division? If 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 the Browns are the Jacoby Brissett experience. This this division is not that good. This division is the Ravens and the Bengals, <clears throat> and then us having faith. We'll talk about the Steelers in a minute, but us having faith that Mike Tomlin is so good at coaching that he can drag this roster to eight or nine wins. Well, okay, well, fine. they play in an average to above average division. Okay? <laughs> they don't play in the AFC South. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I when I was thinking about what a bad division was, I may or may not have said, okay, well, the I, AFC South like, is garbage. Um, but like, if we really think about the divisions, this might be like this, this, this is the second worst or third worst division. Like it's, it's the Souths and the Norths. Those are the bad divisions. The Wests and the Easts, I think are pretty solid this year, but the Souths and the Norths, uh, are leaving something to to be desired as I start to (laughs) dig into them. (laughs) North, South, not good. (laughs) East, West, good. North, South, not Anyway, uh, it's hard for me to, to to put the Bengals in at 11 wins. I mean, I just I You've feel like there's going to be Bengals so, football. <laughs> I've seen too much Bengals football. And like like you said, yeah, they they had some really nice additions. To the offensive line that may take some time to gel. I don't really like their addition or lack of addition of weapons uh, and the defensive side. Like this team, again, it's going to be like the Ravens in a, the next three years. I think Ravens Bengals are going to be like really how, how many weapons to watch. do you want them? How many weapons do you want them to have? I want got them Boyd Higgins and chase. Like this is like, mm. that's, that's weapons paradise. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, like... <laughs> I'd like some more. I'd like some more running back weapons. Honestly, like if Joe Mixon you, like isn't some... your guy uh, for every single down, get a guy that can be meshed in there. Cause like you said, Samaje P Ryan. Thank you. Al Michaels. Yeah, I, the word is that Chris, Chris Evans, captain America is going to be their Their more prominent backup. Yeah. This year. I think that's what they that's need to have happen. Too. If Chris Evans or Travion Williams can step up, that gives them a more legitimate pass catching threat. You're, Cause you're, you're right. One of those guys, they need a, they need their second running back to be a guy who can actually be a threat with the ball. Because I think like if P Ryan's on the field, you're begging him to touch the ball, right? Yeah. And it's, you're like, yeah, go ahead and give it to Samaj P Ryan. That's please give it to great value. Joe Mixon. <laughs> If the Seahawks, who can't seem to do a lot, can just amass decent running backs, so can our AFC champions. Uh, I'm going to be be uh, gracious with the Cincinnati Bengals and say that they are getting 10 wins. Although it's between 9 right. and 10 for me. Speaking of the Browns, here they are. Last year they went 8-9. and nine. They added Deshaun Watson, Jakeem Grant, Amari Cooper, and David Bryant. They lost Austin Hooper, Andy Janovich, Jarvis Landry, and MJ Stewart. Drafting David Bell, Alex Wright, Martin Emerson, sending all, a whole bunch of picks to the Texans as well. Seahawks connection, uh, Seahawks legend Ethan Posich is uh, scheduled to be their uh, backup interior offensive lineman. It seems like he'll be fighting for that starting center job. Nick Harris is not like someone he cannot possibly supplant, but more likely he'll be a uh, guard center backup, which is probably was his destiny in yep. the NFL at this point. Which it's, he's a good, he's they really good for that. All right. 
Uh, I get to start. It's my turn. Uh, and uh, boy, do I have some thoughts about Cleveland. Um, wow. This is the hardest team to predict in the whole, all 32 teams. Because boy, if they have Deshaun Watson, I think it's it's set up pretty decently here, right? You got a nice number one target, Amari Cooper. Uh, two young guys who can emerge as the number two in Bell and Peoples-Jones. And then you got Jakeem Grant as your, uh, your kind of uh, other guy that you can use. Um, you got a real solid offensive line, David and Joku. Uh, you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. This offense is set on defense. You got Miles Garrett and Clowney. You, that's really solid. You got a bunch of guys in the secondary who are talented, who are always getting hurt, <laughs> but, but they are good. They are good. But though. they have so I, many of them that one gets hurt and then a not hurt one steps up and then they get right. hurt, but the other guy comes off the IR by then. Right. They have enough guys that it, they will probably have passable secondary play the whole season. The problem is, is if Deshaun Watson pitches a one year suspension, this roster is is not good enough to carry Jacoby Brissett to 10 wins. It's just not that's not that's not the world we live in. No one can carry Jacoby Carried. Brissett to 10 wins. <laughs> Quarterback no, there's not, supposed to do the carrying. Jacoby Brissett. Let me just say, first of all, there is no quarterback in the NFL that is more of an effing statue than Jacoby Brissett. Tom Brady is a better runner than Jacoby Brissett. This guy is like, this guy is if a gargoyle came to life and became an NFL quarterback, like he cannot move. Like the Disney okay, let's start with that. Yes. Like Disney's gargoyles. Yes. Got it. Um, I cannot possibly pick a team. And I, at this point have no reason to not believe that Jacoby Brissett is going to start every game for the Browns. I have not seen one thing that has convinced me that all the rumors are pointing towards Deshaun Watson, one year suspension, including, the contract that the Browns gave him also points to Deshaun Watson one year suspension. Okay. Like the Browns kind of knew this was coming. So, and Deshaun Watson kind of knew this was coming. So with that all in mind, the Jacoby Brissett Browns, I have them at six and 10 or 11. I don't like, I don't like Jacoby Brissett. I cannot stress to you how much fun TJ Watt is going to have against Jacoby Brissett. Like the, that's like eight sacks in two games. Just those two games, eight sacks. Jacoby Brissett's going to get put in the dirt by TJ Watt. I cannot that that that's such a bad matchup just in a vacuum. And everyone, everyone will be having a field day. They maybe they can give up some second round picks to get a different quarterback because Josh Dobbs is not the answer either. And like I said, they really need to be begging Baker Mayfield to come back if if because that would save this roster. I'd put them up to nine or ten wins immediately with Baker Mayfield. But Brissett is is bad. He is not good at football, and he cannot move. I cannot trust enough. The guy just can't run. I wonder what his career rushing yards are. It's it's gotta be it's gotta be low. It's, it's gotta not be even that he can't run. It's that he can't move in the pocket. It's yeah, that he just, cannot think he about throwing move. and think right. about moving at the same yeah. time. You know, what? He, he, you know what? He averages 3.7 yards per attempt on yeah. his rushing games. Dude, he's, he's very – that's Tom Brady-esque, to be honest with you. 12 it, wins. It is like Brady. Brady is – you got the Browns at 12? No, I just said because he – the the running average was higher than you thought. 12 <laughs> wins. <laughs> no, no. I, I just uh, – I don't like – I don't like the Browns. It's 3.7 is his average wins too. It's Browns because I don't like Browns. I don't like Brissett. Brissett. If they have – if something weird happens and Watson gets to play some games – Maybe pump him up, but I'm not even sure how good how good is Deshaun Watson going to be. He sat out a whole year. He's changing to a new team with a new offense, new offensive coordinator. Like he's not going to be all loosened up from all the massages. <laughs> he's going to be a little more tense. Yeah, his butthole is going to be tight. 
too, too far? Uh, too far. Yeah, I'd rather the host take it too far <laughs> than me. That's what the masseuse said. I want to. I want to. Oh, here, right, Kevin. Eric, what do you think about? Oh, me. Okay, All Kevin, right. go ahead. Ke- Ke- oh, go ahead. Just anyone. Just do do Browns. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kevin's got notes. I want to be. I want to be respectful of Kevin's notes. All right. So I actually think losing Austin Hooper uh, and Jarvis Landry is a bigger problem for them than people are giving credit because bringing Amari Cooper in is good. That gives him a legitimate number one option. Um, I, but like, I don't really know if David Bell can actually play in the NFL. Uh, it's, I think, and at best he will develop into a Jarvis Landry. I, Donovan Peoples Jones has never shown that he can sustain good play for any length of time whatsoever. Anthony Schwartz runs fast in a straight line. That is the extent of his skills. Uh, Jakeem Grant can slightly weave while running fast in a straight line. So he's like slightly more versatile Anthony Schwartz. Like the weapons on this team are pretty questionable. Like even uh, David Njoku has a lot of talent, but he's also another player who hasn't really put it together for any significant stretch. So if they are without Deshaun Watson, uh, I don't think they have like the tools on offense. It's gonna be a lot of handing off to Nick Chubb and then trying not to get killed. If they do have Deshaun Watson, I don't think this is a extremely better set of talent for him to work with than what he was working with um, in his first few years in Houston. No, Brandon Cooks is good. Uh, David, David Bell. I'm, I'm going to just let you guys know something. I'm kind of a David Bell truther. Hmm. I I like, instead, I I just believe the truth about David Bell. Watching his, watching his stuff at Purdue. um, First of all, like it's weird because Purdue sucks, but um, I thought he was like pretty good. And then I think everyone just, kind of saw his bad athletic testing and was like, all right, well, this guy sucks now. I don't know. Some guys just know how to play football. And he strikes me as like that kind of guy, like a, uh, like an Anquan Bolden kind of guy where he just like understands how to use his body and move around. And he's, he's has, he's weighty. He's heavier, I guess. Another guy I would say is an example of this is like Robert Woods. Robert Woods has really crappy, combine measurables but like he just understands how to use his body and move and like catch outside of his catch radius and i don't know i just think like i'm a david bell truther i'm just gonna (laughs) that's where my landry comp is is i feel like he's a guy who can win close to the line of scrimmage on volume catching mm -hmm. he's a possession guy but i feel like it's gonna take him a minute to figure out how to do that in the nfl because a lot of times in college what he was really good at is identifying the people that he could just work and then mm-hmm. his coach would put him on those guys and he would just work them in a way they couldn't cover him very well. Yeah. And I think like you can create matchups with David Bell that'll work. The problem is, is that Jacoby Brissett might be throwing him the football <laughs> and, uh, and Jacoby Brissett well, is not going to, I don't know if I've, I've, I don't know if I've made it clear, but I'm not a huge, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. I guess if Joe, if Jacoby Brissett was Geno Smith, he'd be saying, we all know the reason he's not a starter in the NFL. That's what I'm going to say about Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> all right, Eric, are you, are you in on the Browns? Do you think, uh, Oh, I have been eight gonna... and nine. Um, I, I didn't have Deshaun Watson being out for the entire season. I had him with like a six game suspension, but if he's okay. out for the entire season, I will drop that number a lot. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say you kind of have to decide. You kind of have to pick your own adventure with a uh, with them a little bit because yeah, yeah it's like the Watson. worst choose your own adventure ever, where you have to decide how many games they're gonna suspend. Uh, someone who has best is a serial sex best. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. Um, that's like you said, it's choosing it's choosing your quarterback. What's gonna happen? I have Deshaun Watson being out for the entire year, 
I'm going to go ahead and choose Baker Mayfield as not the quarterback. I'm just going to stick with that for some reason. So I am choosing Jacoby Brissett, and I am choosing... I just think they're going to have an awesome year for next year, meaning they're just going to have a real high draft pick this year. Um, Their weapons, their weapons are a problem, like we've gone over. I'm going to go ahead and put the Browns in at a charitable six wins. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think picking them for like a bunch of defense first wins and close losses is probably uh those games against the Steelers are going to be real close. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Steelers, let's get in there. Steelers went 9-7 and 1 last year. They added James Daniels, Miles Jack, Mason Cole, Mitchell Trubisky. They lost Ray Ray McLeod, Juju Smith-Schuster, Trey Turner, James Washington, and of course uh, Ben Roethlisberger. They lost their their Deshaun Watson. Um, and then the, <laughs> they drafted Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, <laughs> Calvin Austin, Austin, Seattle connection, uh, Seattle Seahawks legend Akella Witherspoon is a is a starting quarterback. Actually, really blossomed for the Steelers last year. Played very very good uh, for for them um, by the uh, kind of advanced stats that I was looking Frustratingly at. Frustratingly so, well. Yeah, it's like like you just gave him away for nothing. Anyway, um, I don't want to think about that too much. Uh, yeah, let me. You want me to kick it off on this one? There's four teams and three of us. I'll just do it. Let's get out. Let's okay. get it out here. Um, Mike Tomlin's an awesome coach. He's quite possibly the most underrated coach in the NFL because I think oftentimes when people bring up the best coach in the league, they'll say something like they'll say Kyle Shanahan or they'll say Sean McVay or they'll say Bill Belichick. Okay, Mike Tomlin does not get mentioned in the uh, best coach. He's always like in the top five, but no one ever says he's the best coach. This guy's never put in a losing season in the NFL. And I think if they, we still had 16 game seasons, I think there's a good shot they continue that this year. Unfortunately for him, they added a 17th game, and I don't think that's going to help him. Uh, the the This is a good football team. Uh, they have a lot of players, but the problem is that, that they had clear holes going into this offseason. Quarterback. Uh, was a was an obvious place that they needed to add. Uh, offensive line was an obvious place that they needed offensive to add. Offensive line was dreadful. Um, they added mm-hmm. guys at those positions. The problem is the guys they added suck. So it's like they knew what they needed to do, but they just like picked guys that are trash. I don't know. I don't, like I, I don't know another way to put it. So yeah, Mitch Trubisky is probably going to be their start week one starting quarterback. I almost guarantee it. Uh, that's probably bad I, I i'm kind of like a mitch trubisky's not that bad guy but uh he's not good either <laughs> don't 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 twist don't twist he's not that bad into he's mitch good. trubisky he's, needs to be set up to succeed i don't see yes. a roster setting him up to succeed good wide receivers on this roster uh, naji harris is good this offensive line is still going to be pretty bad uh kenny pickett is not a guy i would want to start with week one because a lot of times his biggest problem in college was he would do one read and go, kind of like a Colin Kaepernick style when Kaepernick was in the NFL. You make that first read. First read's not there. We're running. Uh, I don't feel like he has the athleticism to pull that off in addition to the fact that um, you know we really want to see Kenny Pickett kind of continue his development as a passer. Developing behind this particular offensive line is going to be uh, suspect. Uh, the defense is good. They got TJ Watt, probably the best defensive player in the league. Uh, they have um, Edmonds and Fitzpatrick as a nice safety pairing. Witherspoon, like I said, blossomed as a cornerback under them. Bush and Jack should be a nice little uh, inside linebacker pairing. They should be able to control the field um, and do a good job. I'm not super worried about the defense being just a dumpster fire. So, I, I like I said, I think the coach helps a lot. 
he'll get put them in positions to win. He'll keep the games close by leaning on his defense. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if uh, how much magic Mitch Mitch Trubisky has in his uh, his wizard hat. What do you think, Eric? Am I crazy? Mitchell Trubisky magic wizard hat. You have gone. <laughs> you have gone full. I need to make the Steelers interesting. So let's go over the bullet points because you pretty much covered everything, at least that I have. Uh, Mike Tomlin, I don't know. He might be my favorite coach in the NFL. I love this guy for years. He just will not. He does not suffer fools, and he will not stand for a losing season, which is going to make his season real tough. Is um, it Hall, Hall? Is he in the Hall of Fame for managing? He kept Antonio Brown under wraps for like ten years. I, I really, th- I mean, he won a he won a <laughs> Super a Bowl. Feat. He's that he's puts a, him right up there with Pete for keeping uh, Earl Thomas yeah. crazy. No, this is yeah, like the letting personalities go. Tomlin does not does not get enough credit for that. Um, this team has some TJ Watt on it. Uh, let's be honest; they have some kind of good players on defense that'll make them exciting. Uh, their offensive line. Uh, what's a step up from a dumpster fire? That's going to be what they are. Uh, and they don't have a quarterback and I'm, I'm not even sold on their receivers all the way. And they have some good ones that are, uh, you know, they have some, they have some pieces. They don't have anything that, uh, you know, if they had an all-star great, uh, Russell Wilson type quarterback per se, (laughs) then, uh, they would still need more, um, you know, more weapons, I would think. Their track record of developing wide receivers is extremely good. Oh yeah, they so just, like they grab George, guys and so George Pickens and Calvin Austin are George Pickens and Calvin Austin are probably gonna make it right. Like those, uh, maybe those guys weren't on our radars fully before uh, before the draft, but once the Pittsburgh Steelers picked them, put them both firmly on the radar, right? Because they're probably gonna even the ones that don't work out, like James Washington, are still kind of good, right? They're not they're not totally just awful. The thing is, is that how do you have all these draft picks? They, they had their first four draft picks uh, and not draft one offensive lineman. So it that's what I was going to say is their draft picks I actually like are the two wide receivers. I was like, man, George Pickens is a guy I could see going at the end of round one. His health concerns are kind of pushing him back, but he's got like like significant wide receiver one talent. Oh, Calvin Austin's a really interesting guy. If you can get him at the back end of round three, that's really good as like a super quick, speedy gadget player. They got both of them a little bit later than that. I think they're both really good receivers, and it's Pittsburgh, so of course they're going to be good. Um, hey, Eric, I'm going to give you four names, Uh-oh. and you tell me if it sounds like an O'Reilly Auto Parts staff. <laughs> Dan Moore... Kevin Dotson, Mason Cole, James Daniels. I know Mason Cole isn't there because he didn't get hired. Kevin Dotson I went to school with, and yeah, he he went straight we're, to shucks, I believe. We're going to go with four-fifths of NFL offensive line or four-fifths of your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, want to make it five-fifths? Joe Higgs, Joe Higgs right there. I mean, yeah, let's we, could, we could, but I was going for their projected starters. You know, if you uh, if you work at what about the Trent auto, Scott? You work at the that, Auto that Parts store. Chances are you're having a lot of Primani brothers. Might as well just get five guys from from O'Reilly and put them in. <laughs> five guys from five guys. That's it. Five that's guys who are exactly. eating five guys. Uh, so I that's that's my problem is their offensive line. They paid James Daniels a ton of money to become the best version of what he was being projected to be, and he has to be it right now. Um, there's a pretty open question as to whether or not they have the worst offensive tackle pairing in the NFL. Um, Kevin Dotson needs to rebound to what he was as a rookie after a bit of a down season last year. And you're picking up offensive linemen 
from Minnesota to start for you. That says something about your offensive line. So as much as I think their defense is above average, and I think Levi Wallace is quietly a good addition, man, they just have like a significant lack of talent on offense that's going to prevent them from being able to be even average. I cannot believe this James Daniels thing. Like, I just don't, I cannot figure it out. Like what, what did, what James Daniels, do they know something I don't about James Daniels? Uh, He came in young. He was very projectable, but man, they paid him a ton. They paid him a ton. It's just like, he's just a bang average, just a bang average uh, offensive lineman. Like I can't, I can't figure it out. Like, if you told me like, hey, they spent a ton of money on a guard, I'd be like, oh, that's good. They really, really needed, they really needed a good guard. Like they needed a good player. Then you're like, yeah, it's James Daniels. I'm like, I'd be like, James Daniels, like the guy for the Bears that was just like pretty eight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I know he has guard center flexibility, and like they can, they can kind of use him in different ways. And yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he's twenty. And there's an out to turn it into a one year, ten million deal if I guess they want out. But you shouldn't want out if you're signing this deal. It's because you want to pay him the $11 million a season for the next two seasons because that's when he's getting better. So you're almost like betting against your own projection there. It's a really weird thing to do. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, what, what do you get? What do you Steelers at, Kevin? Uh, I have them at five and 12. Ooh. Yeah. I'm at seven wins. Uh, I'm at eight and nine. I don't think there's any way that they have less than eight wins under Tomlin. I just, I don't, I can't see it. I mean, I they already drafted. Tomlin's a great coach. They already drafted their quarterback, so they're not going to try to suck. That's the other thing. If they hadn't picked Pickett, I might, I might be on team like they're going to try to win three games to get a quarterback, right? I could, I could see that. Like that, Tom, but Tomlin sucking for not, Stroud. He's not going to. They, there's no reason to suck. Like they got Pickett, they picked him in the first round. That's their dude. They want to develop him, and they're probably going to give him a season on the bench. And maybe they won't be that good this year, but they're going to try to win every freaking game because the. They're, they already got the QB. They don't. You can pick a good offensive lineman at nine. We saw the Seahawks do it this year. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, division champs. I got Bengals. You guys have Ravens, right? Yeah, I've got Ravens and Bengals both making the playoffs. Yeah, and I have them both in the both as playoff teams. Um, I think. Yeah, I think the Bengals' offensive line improvements will be just enough to uh, to kind of keep them. Keep them on the, the the rise, so to speak. All right. There are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so, head over to let'sdoonly12s.com. Uh, and for as little as a click anywhere on the screen, take you to our Patreon. For as little as $1.24 a month, uh, you can join the join the Discord, hang out, uh, share the memes, uh, share the, uh, the the anger. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a grim place right now, just in general, because of the, you know, all the world. And Russell Wilson leaving, I feel feel like it's been a it's been a tough tough uh, tough off season for Seahawks fans in general. But thanks to those who support the show, Andy, and being part of our group therapy, Andy, Brett, do it all for the Tucci, Evan, Floctimus, Greta, James, Jose, Lucas, Ryan, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Washington Fist Quest. Check them out on YouTube. Bob, Casey, Daniel, David, Foles, Jay, Michael, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Warwolf, Brandon, Nick. Everyone else, uh, we'll see you in the Discord. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, one thing, uh, Discord users, I'm gonna try to set up some kind of like um, Seahawks family feud thing, and so make sure be on the lookout for that that poll. I'm gonna need a hundred hundred answer, hundred people to take the survey. Right, uh, top five answers on the board. I just really want a red X, Eric. You know, in my life, uh, I feel like I'm gonna get the opportunity. To this do would that. be a great time Basically. for you to break the soundboard back out. 
yeah, this is so the time. I'm, I might actually buy. I've been saving up the uh, PayPal cash to buy like a little uh, soundboard thing. See, I'm so. not going to be on your team with Family Feud. Uh, no, we're. It's going to be our team versus a team from another podcast. Um, to to be determined. Although I've already put the word out, and I feel like I I just don't want to reveal it till it's official. You know, I don't want to don't want to put them on the spot like that. Call me but I, I've already I've already uh, I've already got. It. So we'll be a family. They'll be a family, and we'll be bringing someone in to host. Um. Oh, the, from from maybe between the families, uh, uh, our uh, our very own Louis Anderson, or uh, or wait, who's the guy who does it now? <laughs> who's the guy who was in the Running Man? Steve Harvey. Uh, Steve Harvey, exactly. All right, so that's that. Um, Fave five. Uh, Elvis is coming out this week. The Bosler Boslerman, uh, coming back with another one. Uh, Boslerman, kind of underrated director, in my opinion. Uh, even if his movies aren't your thing, he always does a great visual style. Uh, so the, the the theme this week, though, we're going to do a Fave 5. Uh, I know this is two weeks in a row of Fave 5, so that's, we probably should have done an Eliminator. That was a mistake, but you know what? What's done is done. I have enough <laughs> gonna... movies to do an Eliminator if you would I have like, like I have like twenty. I have like 25 movies, Same. but like, let's, let's just, let's <laughs> just, uh, let's just roll into it. Let's do a, uh, you know what? Like, make, no, no, yeah, let's do it, Kevin. Let's, let's compile our I list like and it. you can just... You can just tell me. I have all mine typed out too. So you tell me what I need to add to this list, and you guys can help me out. So these are the movies that I put that I thought might end up in an Eric, Nathan, and Kevin uh, fave five or a fave five for. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move my spreadsheet stuff around a little bit so that I can um, put it on another put it on its own page and stuff. Okay, so these are the movies that I. Oh, oh man, I messed up. I tried to I tried to do a copy paste, and I uh, really just. Uh, ate it right there okay so these are the movies that i put okay uh green room scott pill these are okay so my my thing was that the movies had to have a uh a band in them like uh they needed to be like people playing music and you'll see i, I kind of used a loose interpretation of of band here but they had to have like a like a band in it okay you ready yep okay. uh green room scott pilgrim versus the world that thing you do blues brothers school of rock detroit rock city walk the line Whiplash, La La Land, Purple Rain, Straight Out of Compton, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Inside Lewin Davis, uh, High Fidelity, Pitch Perfect, The Muppet Movie, uh, Hedwig and the Angry Itch, This Is Spinal Tap, Walk Hard, Almost Famous, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. All right. Kevin? Uh, Kevin. I would add Sing Street. I I actually, if you would have told me what movie you're going to add first, I would have said Sing Street. But, but so that's funny. It was it was something I came across, but I was like, "This is a Kevin movie, not a Nathan." Movie. Uh, I would add "Sound of Metal." Okay, the uh, Reese Ahmed uh, recent uh, Academy Award nominee. Yep, I would add "Wild Rose." I've not actually seen uh, "Sound of Metal." Uh, you would like it. It's uh, um, it's, he's, it's about a drummer who's slowly going deaf. Correct. Yes, and not some so other slowly. Things. It's it's good. Yeah, yeah not so slowly. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I would add. You said pop star, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. Can we had um, singles. Singles, good one. Good one. Nice. Uh, hey, when we were not going to add, I just want to call it. Actually, you know what? Let's put it on here. SLC Punk, so I can eliminate it first. Uh, <laughs> uh, all did right. You have Eight Mile on there. Eight Mile's a good one. I like that. Uh, what's that? What's the funny? What's the funny? Uh, what's the rap version of of uh, CB4? 
CB4. Yeah, CB4. That movie's good. I'm putting that on there. I could I couldn't remember it. I was like, that, but you guys, I thought you guys knew what I was talking about when I didn't even say the rap version of this is Spinal Tap. I just said the rap version of, and you both knew exactly. Yeah. And under no circumstances will you play the song "The Sweat from My Balls." <laughs> All right. Phil Hartman else? as the mayor of Cincinnati was amazing. So good. Anything um, else we need to uh, to uh, add? To you this had Rocket Man on there. I did not. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have some other ones, but I think that's plenty. No, go ahead. Is it, you got go ahead? We got time. Okay, Coco. Coco is a great one. I would I would love to add Coco to this list. Uh, I Encanto. Should I add Encanto? No, because they're not a band. That's true. It's just a musical. Yeah, just like Kubo and the Two Strings, but it's not a band. It's just one person playing an instrument. He's playing an instrument though. I yeah. I, can, I can I can dig that more. But all right, uh, I got about, the Muppet. Uh, yesterday. 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 Okay. Uh, let's getting see. big, Eric. Eric, you got anything? No, no, you you did you guys did a great job, and I don't want to uh, get it too last full. night in Soho would be the only other one, but that's barely oh, okay. counts. I, I understand though, I almost put it on the list, but I actually have not seen it yet either. So okay, I, I know it's on the newer side. All right, I'm gonna read the list one more time. Um, we're gonna go pretty quick. Uh, we'll try to keep it uh, short. We'll go Nathan, Kevin, Eric, okay, uh, as our elimination order. So, Eight Mile, Almost Famous, Blues Brothers, CB4, Coco, Detroit. I alphabetize this list. <laughs> Detroit Rock City, Green Room, Hedwig and the Angry Itch, High Fidelity, Inside Lewin Davis, La La Land, Last Night in Soho, Muppet Movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Pitch Perfect, Pop Star, Purple Rain, Rocket Man, School of Rock, Scott Pilgrim, Sing Street, Singles, SLC Punk, Sound of Metal, Straight Out of Compton, That Thing You Do, This Is Spinal Tap, Walk Hard, Walk the Line, Whiplash, Wild Rose. Yesterday, too many movies. All right, here we go. I'm going to delete uh, SLC Punk right away. I said I. I as I, I promised it and I delivered it. That movie sucks. All right. I like that movie very much in your face. <laughs> you do? I do. I do. I don't think it's a great it's music a big movie. Ma- big, but... Ma- big Matthew Lillard fan? Uh, Yeah, actually, I was from that movie. I like to don't All watch right, the nice. sequel, but keep moving. We got to keep going. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Kevin, go. Uh, I am going to eliminate a movie that I think is a great movie, but I don't think the musical aspect of it plays up enough. I'll take out Green Room. Okay. I mean, I think there are some great music scenes in this movie. Like when, when they play uh, the Nazi punk song in in the Nazi bar, I'm just, I'm like, that is, that is an all time music scene for me. I just love it. The the tension in that scene too, is that I feel like attention starts to build. It's just, it's really good. Um, Okay. Eric, Um, that thing you do uh, wasn't a fan of the movie. What? And yeah, I don't, not, not my thing, not my thing Too manufactured. Oh man. I love that movie. I'm sorry. I wish I, I have a lot of warm and fuzzies for it. Ooh. No, you know what? It's, it's you know, right. it was your it was your era, I guess. Like you were you were younger. I was older than you when that came out, and I was just like, no, I see past this. Don't like it. All right, I'm getting rid of Almost Famous. It's <sighs> almost out of here. Don't like that movie. Um, don't don't find it that entertaining. Uh, think it's one of those movies that like um, people who like Wes Anderson overrate. So <laughs> just I'm just trying to call out multiple fandoms at once so I can bring all the hate onto myself. Uh, go go ahead. All right. Go ahead, Kevin. Then I'm going to go and eliminate Detroit Rock City. Nice. I just feel like it's not as good as a lot of other movies on this list. I like the the structure. It's like two movies in one, but and it's fun. Good use of music. But yeah, it's a it's a OK movie. Uh, yeah. Eric. Straight out of Compton. Uh, there's just too many things left out of that movie for it to be enjoyable for me. Nice. Uh, I'm going to get rid of rocket man. Good performance, but I think there, I like a lot of these movies that are left a lot better than rocket man. Um, Kevin, what do you, uh, uh what do you last night in Soho, very strong as a thriller, not as strong as a music movie. 
Eric? Man, I feel like I'm going to I'm going to anger so many people when I say this, but not necessarily you two. I'm kicking out Blues Brothers. Okay. I just I don't I get that people love it, but it's more of a it's more of a not... The musical scenes are the best scenes in the movie besides the car chases. Yeah. But yeah, when it that's... is slow, it is painfully slow. Thanks, Kevin, exactly. Uh four fried chickens and a coke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I like that movie, but yeah, it's there's some parts of it that are just like pretty boring. Uh but it when it hits, it hits hard. And it, also er, that I like how you Specifically went for Brett's jugular right there, which I, which, <laughs> which I uh, appreciate. Um, I'm going to get rid of Wild Rose. Um, it's like a same thing. I'm just eliminating movies that are behind, clearly behind other movies on this list for me. Yeah, I'm in the uh, same Kevin. boat, so I'll take care of Yesterday now. Yesterday was All a right. fun movie. I enjoyed it, but it's not as good as others. And All right. for me, uh, good, <laughs> uh, good movie, but taking out Encanto. Oh, and Condo's didn't not make on the list. Here. We, no, oh, I thought we, it was. You know what movie we didn't put on here that that uh, that would have been good? What was that? Uh, what was that Bradley Cooper? Uh, oh, A Star oh, is Born. Uh, a Star is Born. Should yeah. I add that? Or is that? I like the original better. Get it out of here. Okay. Okay. All right, Eric, we just Eric, added A Star is instantly... Born. Eric has eliminated A Star is Born. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, it's my turn A again? Star is Born has entered the chat. A Star is Born has, <laughs> has left the chat. The chat. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get rid of Purple Rain. I find it quite enjoyable. How it's dare you? How it's a very dare fun you? movie. I would put oh, Purple my... Rain right there with the Blues Brothers where its best oh. scenes are very good and it drags and is boring in other When parts. we had our fave five, that was my pick. I hate both of you. <laughs> Purple Purple Rain uh, just has so many great moments in the movie and it's so fun to watch, especially with other people. But it's like this is a list of very good movies. Also, you like, know how much I love bad movies and that I is just love how tiny he is on that giant. Motorcycle. It's not even a bad movie. It's just a bad <laughs> performance specifically by Prince. <laughs> he is so bad in that movie. And Apollonia. Like, everyone. Even. Morris Day no, is only like great. Morris Day is great. Morris Day, yeah, exactly. Morris Day is like. No, and I'll take all and, and all apologies to Apollonia. Child acting is hard. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. Ouch. Ah. Morris Day, though. Morris Day is is amazing in that movie. He's the best part of the movie. Yeah, he cares. Like, uh, he, he's making fun of like a dead dad and you're like, ha ha, get him, Morris. And he has that guy carrying around a mirror for him <laughs> so he can all, check himself so out. It's, oh, it's so good. It's Jamal, right? That's his guy, Jamal. All right. Anyway, uh, that was okay. me. So Kevin, yep, go ahead. I'll take out Kubo and the Two Strings. It is drowning in Coco's wake. All right. We didn't even put, we didn't even put it in here. So let's keep going. Eric, uh, I'll reread the list yeah, when we get down you. to like 15. Oh, I, I was going to say, what are we at? So you need me to reread it now? Okay. I just need eight mile, eight mile. CB4, Coco, Hedwig and the Angry Itch, High Fidelity, Inside Lewin Davis, La La Land, Muppet Movie, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Pitch Perfect, Pop Star, School of Rock, Scott Pilgrim, Sing Street, Singles, Sound of Metal, This is Spinal Tap, Walk Hard, Walk the Line, Whip Whiplash. Uh, we're going High Fidelity is out of here. Um, a lot okay. of people love that movie. I like it, but it's 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 time to go. All right, I'm going to get rid of, uh, let's get rid of singles. See you, see you later. Um, okay, Ke uh, I think just we're at the point now where we just got to eliminate good movies. Kevin? Uh, it's perfect. I would have eliminated it slightly earlier if I had realized it was on the list. Yeah, good call. I think that's a, that is a very fun movie. It's it's funny. It's fun. It's fine. It, it deserves uh, to exist. Eric? Uh, decent, but I just don't, it just doesn't speak to me that much. Hedwig and the Angry Itch. Getting it out. All right. Let's go ahead. I'm going to get rid of 8 Mile. Um, I like that movie. It's very good. But uh, it's 
I mean, the the everlasting cultural impact of that movie is people saying "Mom's spaghetti." <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's I think it. that I think that's all you need to know. It's his restaurant too. I know. Eminem owns there. They make a spaghetti sandwich at that place, which is not something I ever ate. I, I would think, get like, it just to say I got carbs. it, but yeah. I mean, I did put spaghetti on the garlic bread when I was a kid, though. You know, like my mom would make the like French bread, garlic bread, or whatever. Would your mom also make the spaghetti? I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. It's mom's spaghetti. Okay. Uh, anyway, that was me. So, Kevin, go ahead. Um, I'll go ahead and eliminate School of Rock. All right. Very enjoyable. I thought that, had, thought that had a chance to win, to be honest with you. School of Rock is, uh, I think, like such a such a heart warmer. It's, uh, it really hits here. And Jack Black also has turned out to be just a gem of a person, which is like so rare. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so rare. These, so rare. Far these from days. guaranteed. <laughs> He's just turned out to be just the gem that he portrayed himself in that movie. That was just basically he wasn't even acting. That's just that was just Jack. It was just Jack Black. Um, all right, Eric. Uh, speaking of uplifting movies, Inside Lewin Davis. Time to go. All right. All right. I like I like that movie a lot. But... Outer uh, space. I'm gonna, That's the best I'm part. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get rid of Sing Street. It's a good movie for sure. Uh, I'm at. Uh, I'm at the point though where I got it. Like I said, I got to keep eliminating movies that I think are fun and good uh, to just leave the uh, the creme de la creme. Left. Yeah, on the we're same almost, note, we're almost a ten. We're almost a ten, by the way, in which I'll read again. Walk the Line has good performances, but I think it's a tear down from the other movies on the list right now. One more elimination, Eric, to get to ten. <sighs> this is hard. Um, geez, now I'm going to start making people mad. We're not even in the top ten. Uh, can I take out Whiplash? Whiplash, sure. Ooh. Whiplash, it's great. It's great, but I, it's. I would it's more about enjoyable. yelling at people than about music. Movie yes. about being driven. Yes. Okay. Here we go. So our top ten: CB4, Coco, La La Land, Muppet Movie, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Pop Star, Scott Pilgrim, Sound of Metal, This Is Spinal Tap, and Walk Hard. We are way too parody heavy. I'm gonna get rid of CB4, uh, and I, I would recommend we eliminate more parodies. <laughs> go ahead, Kevin. Um. <laughs> Kevin's like, I'm not. This could be all parodies. Top three. <laughs> well, actually, it's it's more like now I have to try and think about what all the movies that we have are on here because uh, I, I just have trouble absorbing it in a pure audio format. I'm going to go ahead and eliminate. Um, I'm going to eliminate Oh Brother Where Art Thou because it oh. has one great song and it's a very good movie, but it's not as music centric. Well, I would say it's got two great songs. Or actually, no, right. I eliminate the Muppet movie. Oh, oh, making enemies. I like how Kevin went from making Eric an enemy to making everyone his enemy. <laughs> I was actually going to take that out, too, and I was prepared to make Kevin my enemy. Um... <laughs> Muppet movie is so good, guys. Which Muppet movie, though? The new one or the old one? They're both all really them. good. Oh, they all of a sudden both on the list. Um, uh, yeah, like Kevin, I'm trying to absorb this. Um, what other parodies do we have? We have Walk Hard and what else? Sp- Walk Hard, Spinal, Spinal Tap, and Pop Star. <laughs> Jeez. Which are all great movies. Don't get me wrong, but we are just very parody heavy at this point. I can't. I can't eliminate any of those because I have a belief. <laughs> no, because I I love one. I respect one a lot, and then there's the one that you guys love above above all else, and I can't do that to you. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to take. Jeez, this sucks. <laughs> Should have done FA five. Yeah, those. Yeah, Purple Rain would have made it. Coco's in here. Um, what am I forgetting? 
La La Land, Coco, La La Land, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Pop Star, Scott Pilgrim versus The World, Sound of Metal. This is Spinal Tap, Walk Hard. Uh, it sucks, but Sound of Metal's got to go. All right. Great film. Great uh, film. I think that's I'll get fair. Rid- I'll get rid of Spinal Tap. I'm I'm, uh, I'm gonna keep eliminating parodies until there's only one left. So if they don't get if they don't come off the board before me, then one is going every time. Uh, all right, Kevin, what do you got? Oh, uh, oh brother, where art thou? No. <laughs> I like how you went from eliminating it to now it's just like it's staying forever. Well, yeah, it's hard because I do think it's a really really good movie. I like it a lot. I am gonna eliminate it here though. Of the non parodies, I think it's the one I'm most ready to eliminate. Oh, brother, right there. Okay. Yep. So now we're down to top five. Coco, La La Land, Pop Star, Scott Pilgrim, and Walk Hard. Good luck, Eric. I, I know what you're going to eliminate. I already can, I already know. Well, I got two. One is, oh, no, I don't know. I, I'm i going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to be brave here. I'm going to take Coco out. Ooh. I love Coco. It's one of my favorite movies. It is, as far as music heavy goes, it's it's integral in the plot line, but it is more about family and justice and, you know, what's right is right. Uh, that's why I'm eliminating it. All right. Well, three of these movies are probably in my top 10 movies ever, and one is not. So by Walk Hard, I love you. You are a fantastic movie that makes me laugh so freaking hard. I cannot express to you how much I love you, but these other three movies are just ones that I like slightly more. See, I made you it's do not- that. It is nothing personal. <laughs> Please do not take it personally. I'm so sorry. Uh, Somewhere Dewey movie- Cox is tearing every sink out of a bathroom. That's right. <laughs> wrong, wrong movie eliminated. <laughs> I never knew anyway, how, easy, yeah. how hard it, how easy it was to chop a list in half with the machete until I'd done it myself. This sorry, movie Kevin. is not addictive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not habit forming. This movie turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. I kind of want it. <laughs> you never paid for rentals, not once. All right. Um I'm going to eliminate and this is hard because I'm eliminating La La Land. Mm. Just because on the flavor of this, I with with as many um comedic movies uh as made it into the end i feel like something comedic has to finish i uh i just want to say that movie is so good and i don't i know it's like divisive people either really like this movie really hates me and it is so much about music like in a way that and and, and also like a, in a way that like pursuing uh, an interest like music and turning it into a career affects your whole life and all the people around you and it really explores that idea i don't know i just i i think it, it's like um it is like a really great movie for um, in terms of this like this theme. I know you but love yes. that movie. Um, Eric was probably going to eliminate it anyway, so I'm not super worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had little hope. It was of it, it was close. Winning. It was close. Um, right, Eric, so pop, have... pop star Scott Pilgrim. Oh, am I am I the decider? Yeah, you Ooh, are the decider. You're Boys, the decider. I thought we had a third you're one the, there. You're you're the W. <laughs> That's it. The decider. Oh, um, I can add another movie. I can add another movie into Eliminate right now. If you, he totally could add another movie. We wouldn't have noticed that it wasn't there in the beginning. I know. Because... <laughs> no, I had these two, and I was like, this kind of sh- sure, we did this kind of shotgun style. Yeah, memorizing thirty movies not not a talent of mine. <laughs> uh, we just kind of went. We just kind of went for it. No, no time and no editing either. I'm not spending any time in the edit bay. No, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> None of that. This is this is behind the scenes. I have a. I honestly have a clear winner here for me. I have personally. a clear winner as well. And okay, I'm all right. It. It's it's hard because when I saw Pop Star Never Stop Never Stop Stopping, I watched it with uh, the two of you. I did not have 
really any interest in watching this movie outside of Nathan telling us how funny it was. And man, what an enjoyable film. I like Scott Pilgrim more. Scott Pilgrim yeah. is just a better overall movie. And as far as movies that get Pop me, not vegan. <laughs> also, the way it's shot is just, um, man, Scott Pilgrim is one of like, like, what's one of your favorite films that everyone would go, really? I'd probably put Scott Pilgrim on that list. Scott Pilgrim is a great movie. Uh, very well filmed. Very, very Music is an integral part of the film. It's weaved in throughout every every minute of I it. I think I the love The musical battle with the twins was really enjoyable. Uh, Brie Larson's version of that metric song is better than the regular version <laughs> yes. of the metric yeah, song. That's like, just a fact. <laughs> Like she just she just crushed it. You've been that on movie. that. You've been on that hill forever, and I listened to it. And I know why I won't they put, to, I was put like, the yeah. Brie Larson version in the soundtrack so I can listen to it on Spotify? You cowards! <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why you're doing this to me. Anyway, uh, yeah, great movie. Uh, I think that there was like ten justifiable choices. So tell us your favorite mu- movie that is music focused in celebration of Elvis coming to a theater near you. For Kevin, for Eric, we will see you or Eek. Sorry, we'll see you next week. Go Hawks. <laughs>